Welcome to Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown. I just want to welcome you to Barnabas Speaks. Barnabas Speaks is a podcast about faith, encouragement, and empowerment. I want you to get exactly what you need from this podcast. Please, uh, if you are blessed by this podcast, please share it with your friends, your followers, anybody that you know that you may that you may think that needs to be encouraged. Let's get into this week's episode. God bless you and God love you. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and welcome to another episode of Barnabas Speaks. This week, we will be going on the idea and the topic, the truth about failure. Uh, as you know, that this podcast is about faith and about encouragement and about empowerment. And what I want to do is empower you and encourage you and help you have faith through your failure. Uh, through your perceived failure. So today we want to talk about the truth about failure. And so with that being said, uh, let's get started. Uh, I want to start off with a, a scripture, uh, a very known, well, a very well-known scripture to Christians, but I would like to uh, start off in the, the 22nd chapter of Luke. Um, and we're going to go down to the 56 verse uh, and it reads a servant girl saw him him being Peter seated there in the firelight she looked closely at him and said this man was with him but he denied it woman I don't know him he said a little later someone else saw him and said you also are one of them man I am not Peter replied about an hour later another asserted Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, the word the Lord has spoken to him, rather. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Uh, I want to talk from the the, the moment uh, and have a discussion on the truth about failure uh if you're any if you're familiar at all with the bible and the, specifically the new testament you understand that peter plays a, a big part in in one the life of christ uh in his ministry but also the the time after Christ, after Christ is resurrected and after Christ is now ascended into heaven, uh, we find that Peter is kind of like, if you will, for, for a lack of a better term and a position, is one of the lead apostles, one of the lead disciples. And Peter later on becomes the one that actually preaches this great sermon uh, on the day of Pentecost. But I don't want to get caught up in that. I want to remember that we have a different kind of view of Peter because we have we have we are not able to look at the the Bible and, and, it, and it's holistic. So we, we understand that there's more to the story than Peter's failure. And so what we do is we look at Peter and Peter now has has failed. He has denied Christ and he has not only denied him, he denied him three times. And we go back in the Gospels when Jesus and Christ tells Peter that he will deny him or disown him. Peter vehemently 
denies it. Like, I would never do that. That's not going to happen. Da, 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 da. Uh, but it happens. And so in, in the terms of in the grand scheme of things that we look at things, we would be like, man, that Peter had failed. It, it seemed that he had he would he failed that. He had fallen down on the job. He had confessed that he would follow Christ all the way to the to the ends of the earth. But then he finds himself in a, a position of failure when he's he has an opportunity to prove that he his confession, which his confession is that I will follow you, Christ, no matter what, no matter where you go. And this is what Christ said. You must now if you're going to follow me, you must pick up you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. But here's Peter. Once again, we find him. In, the, in a position where he now has the opportunity to prove exactly what he said, but he fails. And I want to talk to to you, uh, uh, to the listeners, and really, I'm really, I think I'm ministering to myself just as much as I'm talking to you, is that failure happens. Uh, and uh, we like to uh, say that uh, failure is not a failure, it's a lesson. But the reality is that when we're in the midst of this thing, uh, we have this, we have this struggle with failure, as you see that Peter, when he realizes what he had done, he now goes off by himself and he goes outside and it says that he weeps bitterly. That's what the NIV said. Those are the words that he weeps bitterly, that he's bitter at himself for failing and that, that he, he, how could he deny this thing? And I want to take the time to think about the things that we have struggled through, that we struggle with and the things that we have failed. I can only use examples of. Uh, for myself and I think about I think I talked about this very first the very first episode but I've failed I think that I've in the grand scheme of things big picture sometimes it seems like I failed more than I succeeded uh and yes I've learned lessons from all those things but none of those things have really really changed the fact that how I felt in the moment that I felt that I failed uh when I left Fort Valley uh to join the, the military, I felt like a failure. And one of the things that really kept me even from wanting to go back home was that I, I told myself that I could not go home until I completed my task. And, and but at the grand scheme of things, in the moment where I, I admitted it to myself, whether I told other people, I felt like life, I had failed at this thing, that this goal that I said I wanted to do. And, and here I am and I'm failing. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond. I don't I don't understand. And, and so I fit, understand where. Where Peter is, where it says that he weeps bitterly, is that, that he, he's bitter, but he's not bitter at the world. He's not bitter at life. He's bitter at himself because he felt like, man, this is this thing that I said I was going to do and I, I didn't do it. And, and this is where we come in and that the only way that we can really admit that we are failing is that if we had a goal that we are attempting. And I, I, that's one of the first things I want, I want to, to, to highlight is that if... You first, before you can even really consider a failure, we must now consider that there's success between there's some type of success because you started. You said that you want to do this thing, but in order for it to admit that it was a failure, that for you to to obtain the level that you said that you have failed, that means that you would at least have tried, and and that's 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 one point of celebration that you at least tried. Uh, and as much as I hate the term, and it says it's better to love than love. It's better to love and lost and not love at all. And it sounds really depressing to say, yeah, because because you don't want to hear that when you're in love and, and you've, you've lost love. But the reality is that you've tried, you've, you've taken the leap and you stepped out there. And that's the that's the grand grand scheme of things. So if you look at Peter and, and Judas between the difference of them is that that Peter was able to be redeemed and, and Judas, he wasn't able to redeem because even though, although Peter did not want, did not think that he was going to deny Christ and although he ends up denying Christ, he was still out there. 
Sometimes you have to allow yourself to be out there in order to fail. And so sometimes we get so caught up in the failure, we don't realize that if we hadn't tried, we would have never experienced a thing called failure. We wouldn't would have any experience. I was talking to someone earlier today and they said that often, and especially in the world that we are in today, we also often look at how things used to be and that you would go to school and you you gain uh uh, the, this knowledge and this wisdom and, and all the theoretical knowledge and, and that should prepare you to go out and do this thing that you are aiming to do. But the reality is that what nothing prepares you more than experience. This is what uh, this is the counsel I received today that nothing uh, prepares you more than experience and that, that, that while you, you can have this education, but education without experience means nothing. And I, I will put it like this. Knowledge Without wisdom, is not is is not as useful. It's not as uh, precise because if I if I give you this knowledge, but I don't, you don't have the wisdom how to apply the knowledge. It does not matter. I can give you this information. I can give you this this stuff, but the experience that you that you that you get from actually doing it now gives you wisdom on how to apply that knowledge. And what I am saying to you today is that I know that that sometimes when you when you try something and you fail. It feels like that 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 it would have been better had you not have tried, but you cannot get to failure without trying. So I want you to take a second, just take a second in this moment as you're listening to this podcast, pause if you have to, and celebrate yourself for at least trying because there's someone that had the same idea as you, that had the same thought, that had the same, supposedly had the same passion, but they did not leap, they did not try. And I want to applaud you for at least trying and getting out there. That's really that. That's one of the things that I wanted to, to say to you is that the first step, uh, the truth about failure, is that without trying, there is no failure. You cannot get failure if you have not tried. Uh, I, I'm, I, I like sports. And so um, if you actually uh, one, one of my favorite quotes, ironically, the very first time I ever preached, uh, preached, I, I used this uh slogan and so i used to play baseball when i was a kid and so when you're a kid they have different shirts and they have this shirt and it says that you can't steal second base if your foot's on first the, the, the reality is that if you keep your foot on second there's no way that you can reach i mean on first there's no way that you can reach second and the thing is that there's no way that you can reach the next level whatever you're doing if you're playing it safe and staying exactly where you are in your little box there's so many things that, that, that I want to tell you today, but I want to let you know that it's okay if you fail because there's a, there's, a, there's a moment where you have to celebrate that you at least tried. And I know it's like I'm saying the same thing over and again. I'm talking in loops, but I'm saying it as a point of emphasis to let you know that you stepped out there and tried. And there are millions, there's hundreds and thousands of people that had the same thought as you, that wanted to do the same thing that you did, but they didn't even try. And what good is it that you don't, don't even try? Uh, one of my favorite uh, my preachers is uh, pa- uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and one of the things that we always talk about is the two. Uh, one of the gospels, uh, one of the parables in the gospels is the 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 parable of the the prodigal son, and it was talking. He was, he was and uh, Bishop Jakes was comparing these two these two sons, and uh, he said that sometimes we give the the son that uh, that went away and lived in riotous living a bad rap because at least he he went out there and took a risk. The other son didn't even take a risk. And so at least he had some some gumption about himself to at least jump out there. What I'm saying is that I know that you failed. I know and I want to speak to some things specifically. I know that you, you, the marriage didn't work out the way it was supposed to, but you tried and you gave it you gave it all you could. You put your all into it and it felt like that you failed. But the reality is that in order to fail, you have to at least try. And I know this seems like some happy go lucky 
lucky and some pro- prosperity gospel. What I'm really saying that there is there is there is fruit. There there is wisdom in the experience of trying. And don't beat yourself up because the marriage didn't work. Don't beat yourself up because the business didn't turn out the way it was. You can never. No one can ever take away the wisdom that you receive from the experience in trying. I got a little worked up, so let me uh, back down a little bit. Uh, but uh, th- that is that is something that we have to continuously think about: is that trying does get failure is there, but trying sometimes leads to failure. But at least you tried. And we always hear about the next thing. We always hear about lessons in failure, lessons and lessons. And I think that there's humility in in failing. I think that you get humility and that you get uh, empathy and sympathy. Uh, uh, one of the things I would I would say, uh, and I, I, I think I want to speak it. To, I think I feel comfortable enough to to really dive in and open myself up even more. I think that uh, one of the things that I that I have uh, struggled with, and uh, one of the things I struggle I struggled with, especially prior to marriage, and struggled with uh, basically I would say in my young my young twenties was as a, being a Christian man that knew that knew the Bible and. And dealing with celibacy uh, and uh, and, to, and abstaining from sex. And it's one of the harder things that I've had to do, one of the harder things I've had to experience, and one of the harder things that I've tried, and I've tried and I failed. And I, anyone that has uh, has been around me at any given time and has gotten a chance to talk to me and speak with me and we've had conversations and you would know that there were times where I, I wanted to, I, I attempted for celibacy, I attempted to, to live the, 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 the Christian way and and to abstain from sex until marriage, and I failed. And I didn't just fail one time. I didn't, it wasn't like you know. Some people make it seem like, man, they uh, they had this season where they were, where they were, they had the opportunity. They they when they were having sex, they were having premarital sex. And this is uh, this is once again, I want to say this is for adults. So I hope that uh, if you want, if you're not ready to have this conversation with your children, to please remove them from the room. But uh, the reality is that. These are, I, I did not just fail and say, you know what, I didn't say, you know what, I, okay, I'm stopping now. No, I, I said I was stopping and do it again, and I was saying I'm stopping, I'm doing it again. It was a consistent struggle, and it was something that I, that I, I, I had to go through. Because if, if I don't go through it, if I, if I don't, if I don't, it, the failing, uh, failing helps me to be remain humble and it gives me humility to realize that now when I deal with someone else and maybe they don't they don't struggle with the same way that I struggle but the fact is that they're trying to they're aiming to live this Christian life they're aiming to to live better and they're aiming to to live by the gospel standards but sometimes it feels like that, that every time they they stand up they fall back down and it's and it's not and they're trying to give it the college try and they're trying to do it and they, 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 they have the faith and they're praying and they're they're reading their bible and they're fasting and they're doing all the things that people tell them to do but they're still failing but if i don't experience that if i don't experience the, the struggle in trying and failing in this christian race i do not have the empathy i do not have the sympathy i don't have the humility to under to tell someone that it's okay I don't have the the, 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 the the experience. Once again, we're back to that word experience. I don't have the experience to help to say, come on, I pick them up. But sometimes you're gonna fall and sometimes you're gonna you're gonna fall, get up and fall again. But but that doesn't mean that that is complete failure because now I have this humility that now is I'm girded about me. And so now that when I deal with people, that I don't I don't sit from a a place where I've never been touched uh, or I've never, I've never, uh, my hands are completely clean. My hands are dirty. And the only reason why they're clean is by the grace 
and mercy of God, by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. And that is that is why that's why I believe that the, the, the truth about failure, that it gives you humility. It humbles you. And that through the experience of failing, you learn how to deal and to 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 converse and to to fellowship with other believers and other people that are trying the same things you're doing. And they're trying different things, no matter. Maybe it's not the same level. And I want to. Oh, I, I, I'm trying not to preach here, so I'm gonna slow down here and keep it calm and keep it uh, and, and 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 keep it level. And I want to say is that there's so many things that we as as believers get caught up on, and the reality is that we have to learn to now place ourselves and our sin, or all the, all the things that we have struggled with, and now place it with someone else, and and realize that they may struggle differently than us. But the struggle is still the same. They may sin differently than us, but sin is sin. They may, they may, they may not drink, but they may not, they may not, your struggle may have been drinking or your struggle. My struggle was premarital sex and, and, and fornication and your struggle may be drinking. But one, one does not make one or being a drunk rather or just uh and so i don't being an alcoholic and being addicted to alcohol and being addicted to drugs that may be your struggle but i can't i can't from my if, if i'm really looking at it from a place of humility and experience i can't look at your struggle and say they and look down on you and say you know what you're feeling worse than me no, but I this just like there was a process and experience in my failure and God had to lift me up and pull me out of it and, and say, you know what? You can't do this anymore. And, I, and I'm going to I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm going to teach you how to I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to teach you how loud my voice is when you're really trying and you allow and you humble yourself enough to allow me to be your voice of reason. But the thing is that often we don't allow God to be the voice of reason for other people like he was for us. We have to allow that space. We have to allow that room for relationship to where God can pull them out just like he pulled us out. So the first thing I said is that 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 failure, if you're failing, at least you started and you should celebrate yourself for, for, for at least trying. The second thing I said is that failure brings humility. I, I, I learned how to be humble. I learned how to, to be patient with people because God was patient with me. And I learned how to be patient with people that said they wanted to go back to school, but it didn't seem like they were making any moves because I wanted to go back to school and I was I was the same person. I had to be patient with people that 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 uh that, 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 that deals with anger because I dealt with anger and I had and I had to give myself some time to to deal with it because I, I've experienced these things. This experience has found in failure because failure now lets us know that we have experienced something. We may not have experienced the full the full completion of our goal, the full completion of our, our, our aim. But there's something in between starting there's something that happens between starting and completing, whether it's failure or falling down. There's something in there that gives the experience to help us to be able to deal with certain things differently. The truth about failure is that you gain experience, you gain humility. And I'm not a, I'm not really a point speaker. I don't want to continue to just go on. I, I'm not always going to have points in these podcasts, but my, my point, uh, but the, the, my third point is that. You learn from failure. You learn how to how to navigate 
through this goal and through these dreams and the, these things that the thing that you're trying to go at. But you also learn what works, what doesn't. You learn, you, you, but you learn more about you. You learn about your highs and lows. And and I, if I, let's, if I can go back, since I use my example of fornication and and premarital sex, I'm going to continue to use it. And so, if I if I use that same that same thought process, and I use that, I learned the things that I liked, trying to to abstain and failing. I learned my my my, pre, my pleasure points. I learned what I could take and what I couldn't. I learned how well, well hey what time I needed to. I, I learned I learned my rhythm. I, and this is now I don't want to get into. I'm not a sex therapist or that, but I believe that everyone has a, a a sexual rhythm into where the point of that they, they or or whatever it is they people have a rhythm, and so I learned my my rhythm. I learned where hey I may be a little bit more more vulnerable around this time or I may be a little more vulnerable. I, I, hey, listen, man, this is a point where, hey, man, I don't need you to touch me sensually. I just need I just need to be by myself. I, 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 I learned those things from trying and failing. But the fact is that I'm not saying just understand, 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 understand what I am saying that I'm not saying that you should try and dabble with sin. But what I'm saying is that if I don't at least try to live a certain way that which I'm confessing that I want to live. I don't learn anything. And the thing is that when I when I'm not telling you to dabble in whatever it is that you if, if this is I don't want to get caught up on sin versus versus righteousness. I don't want to get caught up on that, but I'm here now. And so what I'm saying is that my goal was not to try and if you will to have premarital sex. My goal was not to try to fornicate, but my goal was to live righteously. And while I was trying to do it, I fell. But while I was failing, I learned some truths about me that helped me navigate through my walk, trying to walk in righteousness through Jesus Christ. Now, I would like to move it away from that because I, my goal is not to just get caught up on on, on, on sex and, and 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 things of that nature, but I want whatever it is you're trying. If if you're trying to, to to start a business and if you're trying to start a blog and you're starting a perfect example. If you uh, years ago I started a uh, I started a video a YouTube channel and I started doing YouTube Bible studies and excuse me if you say a vlog I was doing vlogs before they were uh, before they were uh, they were popular if you will excuse me and. A lot of the times, my mistakes in the beginning led to my perfection in the middle and the end. To the point to where, as I when I first started, I was making mistakes. I would re-record. I would do this and that. I would have to. I would stumble. You'd hear me. You'd hear me. Uh, it felt like I wasn't as confident on the on the mic, or you you couldn't you didn't see the the energy that I had later on. But my mistakes early on, my fail my, my my failings and my stumblings in the beginning led to me to be able to guide my way and to be a guideline and a guide rule to understand the, the ebbs and flows of of creating a, a YouTube channel and and to to and shooting videos and I learned how to video it and I learned all this stuff basically. Because I was out there and I was trying, but because I failed, and so I failed, and this didn't work. So okay, this didn't work. Okay, maybe I need to come here, and maybe I need to add the music here, and maybe I need to fade it here, and maybe to fade it out here. Okay, 
maybe I just need to have six pictures for the for the for the for the the, the intro and then for the credits I need to have this I learned this and failing and I, I saw what didn't work and I used what didn't work to teach me what I knew it would work and so my fail my my falling and my stumbling in the beginning led to my perfection at the end and that's what I'm trying to tell you that the truth about failure is that failure helps you lead to your perfection at the end. Failure helps you lead to your goal at the end. I don't care what it is. If you have a desire to open up your own art gallery and maybe you started off small and maybe it didn't work out. Maybe or maybe you started off too big right away and you, 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 you overextended yourself and you got too big of a place and you couldn't afford to rent and 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 rent a house. And so what you started to doing at first is that now you say, you know what, instead of getting an actual gallery, I'm going to get a website and I'm going to put my stuff on the website, put my stuff on the website and I'm going to just sell it out of my house until I can afford an actual gallery. And so what you just did there is that you took what failed the first time and you came back and used it as a guideline to guide you and something that will work for you. And now because of how you failed the first time, you learned how to get you, you use your failure to get you towards perfection. And so now you, you're working out your house and now you don't have any overhead. Because you now have thought of a way, you through your failures, you learned of a way of how to be successful through failing. So, so these are the things that we have to think about. Is that uh, when we were when I was a kid, I was around twelve or thirteen. My dad had his own restaurant, and so um, he worked, and he had his own restaurant, and uh, we, and so we all helped and worked in the restaurant. Uh, I never forget. It was called Ribs and Brew. Now, originally, uh, it was going to be um, ribs and beer, but uh, instead of getting a liquor license, I don't know, maybe that was just God kind of protecting our family, uh, but it ended up being brewed iced tea, and so ribs and brew, and so he had all these different things, and uh, for the, we were open about a year, about two years, and uh, it ended up being that it was just too much overhead trying to pay rent there, pay a mortgage, working and, and having kid, uh, me being active in sports, my brother being active in the band, and so much other things going on that it just became too much. So by, by uh, society's term, the business failed. But now my dad, throughout town, my dad has, uh, he got a, well, he got is a hot dog stand. And there's a hot dog cart actually, and so he goes, and so he's still working, uh, but he goes to different places, uh, and he he lives in a very touristy town, so he goes, he may go to the courthouse, or he may go to the uh, to the, the with the pier and stuff like that, and sell his hot dogs. But had he not had he not experienced failure before, he wouldn't know how to lead that into perfection and how to to navigate through to see what is too much, what is just enough, what is what what is too much for me to handle, not even just financially. What is too much? How much do I have enough time to to, to dedicate? to having two light bills and two uh, to, to clean up two houses and and having this and carrying this stuff from here do I have enough time to be able to to to, to get it to, to do all the things that it included because once we think oh man sometimes when we want to start a business we think oh man we just pop up the business but it's a lot of overhead and it's not just overhead financially it's overhead just in time uh, do I have the time to cook all the food all the time do I have the time and so it's those things that we don't think about but because he had experienced quote-unquote failure he now can use that failure to lead to his success. What have you failed in that 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 can now be your 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 map, your your GPS, if you will, your your global positioning system to your dream? What is it? What have you failed? And what have you tried and failed? What have you fallen down in that will now allow you to say, you know what? Yeah, I've fallen down in this thing, 
But now I can take my the, the, my missteps and my, 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 my footsteps and use it as a map, use it as a guide to, to guide me to success. The truth about failure that it doesn't have to remain failure, but you really can use it as tools. And I did one. The first thing I said is that failure gives you experience and you gives you room to celebrate the fact that you at least started because you wouldn't have you wouldn't define anything as a failure that you didn't start. The second thing is that failure gives you humility. It helps you to 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 be able to speak with people and to to understand that everything is not black and white when it comes to pursuing your dreams, pursuing your goals. Uh, the last thing is that it it helps guide you to success. I guess the best way to, to describe it is that uh, in December of last year, I released my very first book. It's called The Becoming, Helping the Christian Disciple Gain a Practical Perspective of Their Relationship with Christ. And you can find that on you, uh, on uh, Amazon. But it's a very short book, and I, uh, I want to just walk you through, and then we'll, close, then we'll call it an evening. Uh, I want to just walk you through the process of writing this book. Um, in 2000, so I hadn't moved to, I hadn't moved to Raleigh yet. So I want to say in 2015, maybe 2014, uh, I believe that God placed it on my heart to write a book. And prior to that, I was writing uh, daily devotions for my friends, uh, some uh, co-workers at work and then friends around the country. And I was writing these different devotions and I decided that I wanted to do a devo- devotional book. And so I just grabbed my devotions and I just I, I, I selected the ones that I felt like were the best written, had the best impact. And I put them in the book. And uh, I sent it to my editor. And uh, when I sent it to my editor, she said, this is not going to (laughs) work. She said, this is not going to work because uh, when people want devotion, they want a little short one page. Hey, I can read this, get in and get out. She's like, man, you got too many theological principles and concepts. And uh, the average reader is not really even going to understand what you're saying. And you can like the way you wrote it. Because of theological principles, you can't shorten it uh, just to be one page because it takes the detail. And so, like, she did it very, uh, very uh, kindly, but the lack of a better word, it, she tore it apart. That was the very so, uh, and so, but that's what I was paying her to do. I, uh, once again, uh, like, uh, this, this, uh, this is free. When you're pursuing your dreams, don't be afraid to pay for it, don't look for shortcuts to your dreams. Uh, another quote that Bishop T. Jake says that greatness costs what it costs. There's no discount. But uh, going, continuing on, and so uh, she destroyed it. And then so now I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I have the ability to write. I think I'm a. I think I'm a pretty, pretty diverse writer. I think I write pretty well. But that wasn't just it. There was more to writing a book than just writing. And so I took some time, and it was just hard. And I was, and I went through and figured out how I was going to do this. And so finally, I come up with a concept and uh, I sent it back and we had so it was less. She tore it out a little bit less. And then finally, for the final uh, reading and editing, uh, she like, man, this is a really good book. You did really well. And then so but the very first failure that the book sucked at first, if I'm being honest, it sucked for what I was trying to do because I didn't really even have an aim. So that's the first step. So I wrote the book uh, and, it, and, it, and so I go from there. 
And then so the book finishes. So by that time, it had to be, I want to say 2015. So 2016, I, I think I finished in 2016. And so my friend, my pastor actually, uh, now my, he had uh, finished his book and he had published it through a specific, uh, specific rather, uh, publishing company. It was a Christian book company. And so I said, I'm gonna go through the same route. And so I went through the same route and, uh, they they offered to write the uh, to publish the book for the for publishing, and so I send the send the book in, and they accept it, and so I'm working with the publisher the publishing company, and they assign a, a, a specific person to me, and then so there's times where I don't, and so I've already I paid my my money for the uh, publishing, and so I don't I begin to hear gaps, and so I'm one of those people that. I'm very laid back, kind of go with the flow type of guy, take notes of my business. And so I'm one of those people that even if things are not going the way I want them to go, I will, I'm okay with you saying, hey, there's been a change of plan. But I wasn't even receiving any phone calls back, no emails, nothing like that. And then so I would email them, nothing back, nothing back. And so finally I emailed them and said, okay, man, we're changing. So this is like a few months later, like six months later, like, yeah, we're changing your, the, the person that's working with you. I said, okay, all right, that's fine. And so I emailed them this and that, and then they were like, uh, yeah. I know I still couldn't, I couldn't get anybody on the phone. I couldn't get anybody via email. And the next thing I know, the publishing company is going out of business. It is going out of business. Uh, that is going. They filed a bankruptcy. So at that point, um, I lo- I lost my money. My book wasn't being published, and I didn't. I didn't, like. I was to the point to where I didn't really even want to start over. And so, I go through this slight. If I'm being honest, to depression about my book. So I have this book, and people, and I've told people that this book is. I I, I, I do this big announcement on social media. Yeah, my book's being published. That's why sometimes it is good to uh, to move in silence. But my book is being my book has been published, and people are asking, "When's the book? When's the book? When's the book?" And I'm now I'm depressed about it. I don't want to really want to talk about it because. I don't know what to do. It felt like I'm, I failed. Uh, so it's the second part of this failure in there. And so at this point, things happen. I kind of give up. I had some other things to focus on in my family. So I just didn't, so I didn't really think about it. And so, but it's in the back of my head the whole time, what I'm going to do. And so I, I come up with these different ideas. And so no, actually in prayer and uh, just looking at it and God said, why don't you try to publish it yourself? And so I looked at different avenues and what ended up happening is, I look at Amazon, and they have a they have a self publishing uh, piece, and so I end up going through Amazon, and I ended up uh, I used a freelance uh, graphic artist for my my book cover. Uh, I I used an old picture for the the picture for my my uh, my uh, the back of my book, and I just kind of went from there, and uh, the book came out December of 2017 understand that i started in 2014 2015 and it came out december of 2017 and i and i felt like i failed i felt like nothing went right during that process to the point to where i wanted to give up and i remember the 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 excitement of of starting it the excitement of getting accepted by the publisher but a two-year the book is hold on let's see the book is what I think maybe 80 pages. It's not, it's not even a full 80 pages. So let's say it's 75 pages. Two years for 75 pages. 
But I learned so much. I learned how to celebrate the small, small victories. And that it is a step by step process that you have to celebrate each step. I learned that that it's not that simple sometimes. And that I, I learned that sometimes it just things just don't work out the way you want them to work out, no matter how hard you try. And so I learned humility and I learned empathy for people that have, are trying and swinging and missing. And then finally, I learned guidelines. I realized that in this day and age, this this time, you don't need publishing like you thought you needed. Like uh, now, yes, I think that uh, uh, this 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 that's definitely uh, pluses to, to publishing uh, to using publishing companies. But at the time, I at that juncture for what I was trying to do, maybe I didn't need a publisher. And that's that's what ends up happening. I learned this in in my experience of failing. And what I really wanted to tell you is that you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to stumble. All those things are true. You're going to do those things. But the, sh- the real reality of it all is that there's so much you can grasp in that failure. You have to learn to celebrate your moments of at least trying and stepping out there. You have to, to, to grasp the, hu- the humility that comes with failing and to be able to express that humility to others. To express that, hey, I failed, but this is what this is what I learned. And then finally, you must use what you failed as a lesson. As much as they say that your past is a lesson. And you take that lesson and you use it as guideline to get you through. What I'm telling you is that your failure does not have to be failure. What I am telling you today is that your failure is what will guide you to perfection. Use that as your guide. And you'll get it towards your goal, no matter what it is, whatever you're struggling with. And I, I, I would be remiss if I, if I didn't tell you that Peter later on is, is, is now preaching his sermon. This is the same guy that denied Christ. He's preaching his sermon that, that called that, 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 that through the Holy Spirit that touches hearts. And it touches spirits in a way that it pricks them to, to now seek salvation. This is the same man that failed and denied Christ three times. But here he is preaching. This is also the same man that, that denied Christ three times. Later on, we're going to find out that he that he heals the man at the gate called Beautiful that was crippled, that the, the beggar. That what I'm telling you is that where you failed doesn't have to be the, the period to your story. But it could be it could be it can give you the things that you need to, to continue on. So what I'm telling you is that when you fail, put a comma there, put a conjunction there. Yes, I failed, but, but I got up. Yes, I failed and I learned a lesson. Yes, I, yes, I, yes, I dropped out of school, but it taught me that I, it it taught me that that's not exactly what I wanted to major in anyway. Yes, I, yes, I had a baby out of wedlock, but I learned, I learned how to, I learned sacrifice and I learned all these different things that helped build me to be a good mother, a good father. Yes, I, 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 I'm in debt. But yeah, but now I know the importance of paying my bills on time. Yes, put a conjunction, put a comma, put whatever you got to do. And, but, comma, apostrophe, I'm not apostrophe, but a colon, with a semicolon, whatever you have to do, put a, don't put a period there, but put a, put a, a conjunction in your, your failure to let them know that, yes, I failed, but I got up and made it. That's all I want to come here to tell you today. That no matter what, you're going to stumble. 
You're going to fail. But it doesn't have to stop there. Learn your lessons. And then let it guide your way through. Remember, remember, remember as we sign off. Never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you. And have a wonderful day. You have just listened to another episode of Barnabas Speaks. If you enjoyed yourself, please share with your friends, your your followers, share on your Instagram, your Facebook, and your Twitter. And if you are looking to follow me, you want more information about, about me uh, and anything else that I'm doing, follow me on my Facebook page, which is Cloyd Stephon Brown. Or you can find me on Instagram, Cloyd Brown. Or you can find me on Twitter, Gentleman Cloyd. And so those are my, all my handles, Gentleman Cloyd for Twitter, Cloyd Brown for Instagram, and Cloyd Stephon Brown for Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. You have any questions, comments, or concerns? You have any prayer requests? You want if you want to reach out? You want to book me? Or any of those things? Feel free to reach out to me on those uh, those different uh, social media platforms. Now, if you would like to email me directly, you can email me at cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. Once again, it's cloyd.brown at rlcrdu.com. God bless you and God love you. Remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God.